Let's pray. Oh Lord, give us ears to hear. Speak to us in your word, read and proclaimed. Help us faithfully follow wherever you lead. We pray in the name of Jesus, Emmanuel. Amen. Our Old Testament reading is from the 63rd chapter of Isaiah, starting at the 7th verse. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel that he has shown according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he says, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Here our gospel reading is from the second chapter of Matthew. Remember last week we read about Joseph being visited in a dream by an angel who that time told him not to be afraid to marry the pregnant fiance Mary. In today's reading, listen for three more dreams for Joseph. These dreams result in a flight, a return, and a detour. I'll mention that the lectionary does that calendar of scripture readings. It kind of throws us a curveball this time of year. The they that's mentioned in the very first verse we'll read today, it's the wise men from the east, you know, bearing gifts, the ones we'll read and sing about next week. Listen now for God's word for us in the second chapter of Matthew, beginning at the 13th verse. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they were no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus 
was ruling over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go share, to go there, and after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled, he will be called a Nazarene. This is the word of the Lord. O oh Lord, you have redeemed us, you have lifted us up, you have carried us all of our days. Now enable us to hear your word for us today. Amen. Our reading from the second chapter of Matthew can be seen in three sections. You know, there are three dreams, there are three locations, Bethlehem, Egypt, Nazareth. And each section has a Hebrew scripture reference, what we call the Old Testament. Now this is, this is not the Christmas card version of Jesus' birth in early childhood. It's Luke's gospel we read last Sunday night that tells of the scene we see depicted on Christmas cards that we hear hymns and anthems and cantatas about. This is not this is not an account, though, dominated by those sentimental images. No, this is the real world where nobody talks smack about the powerful head of the government, not even wise men from the East who thought they were in Jerusalem to visit a newborn king. Nobody who wants to stay alive says or does anything to anger this ruler, not Herod. Our reading from Matthew includes a a gruesome story about Herod being so fearful of this new king the wise men had spoken of. Herod was a powerful, vicious person. I'll give you some examples. He murdered his wife, Marianne, and her mother, Alexandria. His oldest son, Antipater, and two other sons, Alexander and Astrobulus, assassinated by him, or at least on his orders. Augustus, you remember him? Time of Augustus when all wars should be taken. Augustus, the Roman emperor, had said bitterly that it was safer to be Herod's pig than Herod's son. Herod was mean and powerful. So when he was angry and afraid, the consequences were horrible. We read, when he saw he'd been tricked by the wise men, because you remember he said, come on back to me and tell him where the baby is so I can go worship too. You know, kind of, I imagine the emperor, remember the emperor in uh, Star Wars? I imagine him saying it in a voice, an evil voice like that. Well, he had all the children in and around Bethlehem, under two years old, killed. And I've read some commentators who say, well, you know, I just doubt that child massacre happened. I don't believe it. But I don't know how any of us can doubt the cruelty of powerful, vicious men when most of us have been alive during the 20th century where Stalin and Hitler and Pol Pot killed millions of people. Millions. More recently, 
a columnist for the Washington Post, went to an embassy to get papers that he needed to be married. And in that embassy, he was horribly murdered, allegedly acting on orders from another man who, like Herod, was powerful, fearful, and vicious. Those things still happen. So Joseph fled from Israel and from Herod's angry fearfulness into Egypt. And he stayed until he had another dream. In this dream, the angel said, get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life are dead. I read that when Herod was 70 years old, he knew he might not last much longer. And he knew he was not popular. So he'd gone off to Jericho, but he sent to Jerusalem to have a number of prominent people in Jerusalem arrested and held. And his order was that when he died, they were to be killed. He didn't think anybody would mourn his being gone, and he wanted somebody to cry the day he died. Talk about powerful, vicious, cruel. But then, Joseph heard that Herod's son, Archelaus, was ruling over Judea, and so he was afraid to go there, and being warned again, third dream, he went away to the district of Galilee to make a home in a town called Nazareth. So what can we learn? What can we learn as modern Christians from this story from the infancy and early childhood of Jesus? Well, we see that Jesus, even as a baby, even as a little child, is a threat to the powers that be, to those who wield power and wield it viciously. We learn that God's breaking into the world. His inbreaking is disruptive to the powers of the be, to those who want the status quo to stay just like it is. We're threatened by change. We learn that God watches over his own. We see that God used Joseph's dreams to protect Mary and Jesus. Well, yes, Joseph, he followed orders. He got up and went where he was supposed to go. First to Egypt, then back to Israel, then to Nazareth. But if you look at it, all of his actions were at God's direction through that angel in the dream. We see that into this real and messy, gritty world, this gritty place where we live and work and struggle day by day, God has come to be our Savior, Christ the Lord. And most importantly, we learn that God's love, God's love is stronger than anybody's hate. Anybody's. I have something with me. When I, was, uh, when I was the psychologist with North Carolina's Division of Services to the Blind, I would, when I saw patients, I, would, I didn't ask them. I learned better. I didn't ask them, what are your therapy goals? I learned to ask them, what goals are you willing to work on? It's like I might like to speak 10 languages, but am I willing to do the work on it? No, not really. 
What are you willing to work on? I asked that question of a fellow who had spent more than half of his life in various state institutions. He answered, I have always had difficulty with conversations. I almost fell out of my chair because I knew there'd been periods of years when this man was not known to have spoken at all. And the very few times he spoke were in a whisper and just a word or two. Years. So, of course, we set developing conversational <coughs> skills as one of our goals. Well, one's conversational skill I sought to teach him was how to pick up on what some people call free information. Essentially, something that you might uh, notice about a person just by observing. You, you know how to do that. You say, oh, what a handsome sweater. Do you mind if I ask where you found that? Was it a lot of Coles dollars, Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> so one day I pointed out a new addition to my office wall. It was this print of a painting from the North Carolina Museum of Art. And the surprising thing, the, the real painting is not a lot bigger than this print. It's called The Flight into Egypt. It's a 16th century Flemish painting that depicts the early part of the story we just read from the second chapter of Matthew. He looked at it very closely. Well, he's nearsighted like me. This painting of a, a man leading a, a donkey that carried a new mama and her baby. He didn't say anything, but leaned in a little closer to look a little better. So I, I gave him a little clue, a little prompt, you know. I said, it's Mary, Joseph, and the baby. And he said, are, 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 are they members of your family? <laughs> and I said in a very real way, they are. You might say that my preaching goal every week is to remind you that you and I are members of God's family, the family of Almighty God, whose Holy Spirit abides with us, who through the life and death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, as the prophet Isaiah told us, has saved us, in his love has redeemed us, has lifted us up and has carried us all of our days and who will never, never, never forsake us. Thanks be to God. Friends, Christ the babe was born for you and for me and for us all. So go out to share the good news with a world that really needs good news. Jesus Christ has come to help us and to set us free. So may the God, the Creator, Christ the Savior, and the Holy Spirit, our Advocate, guard your going out and your coming in and be your strength and help in every time of need.